Welcome to A Better Way podcast, dedicated to mompreneurs who want to do good and feel good at work, at home, and in life. We're your hosts, Courtney and Danielle, and we get the challenges you're facing because we're living them too. We'll share tangible tips we've learned along the way to help make your life a little easier and we hope a lot more fun. We'll also chat with other moms who are making it happen so we can learn from one another because together we can find a better way. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of A Better Way podcast. So today I am joined by Cynthia Mathis of Cynthia Mathis Wellness. I am so excited to have her on today's podcast. Cynthia is a health and weight loss coach who helps overweight and exhausted women with chronic symptoms begin healing so that they can lose the weight. And I think that I'm so excited to have Cynthia on for two reasons today. One is um, she's a dear friend. I met her actually in a business building program over a year ago, and I've been able to see firsthand her business take off um, so much so that she's actually been able to leave her previous job and make this her full-time career. But second, I feel so passionately about what she's doing to help women because I know the last year being a mom and a business owner has been difficult and health and weight loss can sometimes be a really frustrating journey amidst staying afloat with all your other responsibilities. And I'm watching Cynthia do this every day, helping women make that a reality. So welcome, Cynthia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. We're thrilled to have you. So for anyone who may not, I think a lot of our listeners may be familiar with you, um, but in case they're not, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are, um, the types of people that you help, and a little bit about how you got in this business going over the last year? Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of health coaches come into this space as going through their own health journey. And that's kind of my story is, you know, I had always put on this weight. Um, I'd always seemed bigger than my peers and things like that. But then it piled on in college, not that freshman 15, but it was like a freshman 100. <laughs> um, and so the weight kept creeping on and creeping on. But then I, I had gotten so frustrated with it that I actually just stopped working completely for about three full months. Um, and was like, I'm going to put my health first, you know, dove deep into nutrition and did workouts and all the things. Right. And as a lot of women who lose weight, I got pregnant. <laughs> I actually cried the first time. Cause I was like, Oh no, you know, I wasn't done with my journey, but it, you know, it was a blessing in disguise. I didn't even know I wanted children at that time, but um, anyway, so had my baby and then it was like a fire in my body, full blown autoimmune. I didn't know it then. It took about eight doctors later, um, to diagnose what I had going on. I had Hashimoto's thyroiditis and, um, a bunch of other things that were triggered by parasites and mold and heavy metals and just the whole shebang. Um, and so learning about all of that and what that was, I wanted to help other women because going through that, that time for that diagnosis and after my child, I mean, I could not be the wife I wanted to be. I couldn't be the mother I wanted to be because I couldn't, I couldn't show up. I was exhausted. I was exhausted. I was overweight. I felt horrible. Um, and so finally, when I figured out what was going on with me, you know, and, and began to heal and get those things out of my body, then I was like, women should not have to go through this. You know, it should not take eight doctors and thousands of dollars later to figure out what's going on. There is a simpler way. 
and you know weight gain doesn't have to be normal so um, through that journey I became a primal health coach and a toxin and detox specialist and uh, <laughs> you know someone who reads functional labs and this to be a um, hormone and uh, functional hormone specialist as well so that I can give women an array um, but as I dove into it and through learning more about how to help women I was originally when I first started doing all of this working with children with disabilities and you know that's that was a passion of mine um, but it was very very hard to see you know children suffering and I had some children pass away that were on my caseload and you know some some parents that wouldn't follow through with what I'd give them and I would see the child you know had so much potential and so after years of doing that about nine years of doing that I was just I was burnt out I was completely burned out it wasn't my passion anymore my passion was you know um, not just the weight loss piece but really digging in and figuring out what was going on in people's bodies that no doctor could figure out that they just right. keep piling on medications you know and I get that you know I've had one client come to me with 15 medications 15 oh, and so you know instead of all that there is an easier way and so now you know after after our coach right I went part-time in January is when I started taking clients and it only took about a month before I went part-time and my husband said you know you sit down and have that conversation of finances and it's look we can move it into an apartment I don't know what we're gonna do we can move it into an apartment and not have this house but I gotta stop like I've got to do this full-time and he's like I'm with you babe go for it so I did and you know my business flourished because when you when you stop your other job and you put all your passion into what you love then you have that opportunity for your business to flourish so yeah that's yeah. right. And I think, you know, there are so many important things to unpack here. And I want to dig in in a few minutes. Actually, I want to dig in right now a little bit about your health journey first for moms that are listening. But what I do want to say is I totally agree with you that, you know, I found myself for years saying, well, once I get more time, I'll finally do X, Y, Z. Or once I achieve this, I can finally leave my job and pursue building my own business. And the thing is, is that time never comes. In fact, um, I had recorded a solo episode for um, a few weeks ago, and it was all about how like you have to be the, you're the only one who can make that choice and are in control and no one else is going to make that choice for you. And so I love that you got creative and you kind of really focused on what was most essential and core to you. And that was serving women. And if your life had to change to support that, that was okay. I think that that can be so scary, that change can be so scary, especially for family members and spouses. And I love that your husband was on board, but I also love that you sat down and you kind of crunched the numbers and said, listen, this is where we're at. This is what I want to do. And you took that first real step to make this happen. I think that once you get to that point, it can be a lot easier. And once you have support from other people. And so I think that that's an amazing tip for our listeners. Um, before we dive into a little bit more about how, like, for example, for anyone who's listening, Cynthia had 26 people, I think it was something around there on your wait list <laughs> before you had even officially like started yes. um, this business. But before we jump into that, I want to back up for the story you talked about with your health in case there's other women that can relate. And I say this because I've known bits of your story 
but I don't think I realized how similar our story was. And I haven't really shared that story with our listeners other than I have like some type of autoimmune condition, but I was, I was under in a very high stress agency job, um, before having my son, um, of course, within a month or two of leaving my agency job, I found out I was expecting my son. Um, not surprising given we were trying for a year and then I left this stressful job. And then two months later I was pregnant. Now I'm learning okay. that is more common than not. Yes. Felt great during pregnancy. It felt great the first year after pregnancy. And then right around a year, um, to a year and four months, I started to feel like a lot of weird skin sensations. I had some joint pain. I was having digestive issues. Um, I was not recovering from workouts very well. And then I had a huge crash at about almost a year and a half postpartum. It was after I weaned my son. And I've since learned that four to five months after you wean breastfeeding is when your hormones go back to normal. So it makes sense that all of this coincided and I had this major crash. And then went on a journey of being diagnosed with chronic Lyme and then being told that maybe it was parasites. It didn't end up being that then was told it was some type of autoimmune condition. Could it be scleroderma or lupus? And I saw multiple rheumatologists, neurologists, nutritionist, everything. And it wasn't until I found the functional nutritionist that I work with now that things really started to change. Since I've gone through that journey, I've had multiple moms local to me come to me, or I've heard through a friend literally experienced the same exact thing, something in the postpartum period that has set off some type of autoimmune condition. And now my, my dad had rheumatoid arthritis, but I have no other family history of autoimmune conditions. I know that my stress levels don't necessarily support healthy living, but it's shocking to me that even though I exercise, I eat right. I do all the things except for maybe that stress management piece, this is happening. And I see it happening to other people. And so I heard my story in your story. And now that I'm actually nine months postpartum with baby number two, I'm, I'd be lying if I didn't say there wasn't a part of me that's really nervous that it's all going to come flooding back once I wean baby number two, because I've been doing work, but you can't do all the work while you're pregnant or postpartum just given supplements and ways that your body's changing. I feel like this is an, and also side note, I'm having trouble losing weight after baby number two. I could not keep weight on after baby number one. Everything about this pregnancy has been different, including the postpartum period. So for moms that are listening, I bet that they can hear a lot of what they're struggling with in your story, even if it's a little bit or a lot of it, what would you recommend to moms be the first step that they take to get back control of how they feel and live that life they want to support their family, to support their business and support themselves? The first thing is to understand that if somebody gives you an autoimmune diagnosis, it is a symptom. It is not a diagnosis. It is a symptom. So like lupus, Hashimoto's, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, all of those, those are symptoms of something deeper. You have Mm -hmm. to have three things to develop autoimmune. You have to have intestinal permeability, right? Or the the fancy word, not the fancy word, the the, Yeah, the word that everybody uses is leaky gut, but it's so much more than that, right? So intestinal permeability, you have to have a genetic predisposition, and then you have to have a stressor. And that stressor Mm -hmm. underlying is going to be something like parasites, heavy metals, mold, 
Lyme, the co-infections like Epstein-Barr virus or Bartonella babesia, and things like birth sets that off. If you have those things in your body already, then that major stressor, because childbirth is a, it's a big one, right? Mm-hmm. It's a big stressor. Um, then it sets it off. And so those things need to be healed and taken out of the body, your gut, your digestion, you know, all of that has to be healed and take that out of the body so that you can put your autoimmune into remission. You don't have to have autoimmune. My Hashimoto's is in complete remission. Most people think it's something you always have, but it's in remission. And so just to understand that you don't have to live with a diagnosis, you know, keep digging and finding out what's going on. But, you know, nutrition is so big. You know, nutrition is just so big because what I tell people is you can go all through all the supplemental protocols in the world, but if your nutrition isn't on point, you're not going to heal. And same, if your nutrition is on point, but you still have these underlying issues, you're not going to fully heal. So, you know, taking a holistic approach to overall wellness and really taking the time to take care of yourself is, I can't even express how important because you cannot take care of others if you don't take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You cannot show up in life as the, you know, your mom, as a friend, as a sister, as you know anybody, if you don't take care of yourself first. And for, for moms, that is so hard to hear because we were taught, take care of your family, take care of your family. Well, you can't show up if you're, for your family if you're taking naps all, all weekend or, you know, you, you go to bed so early at night, you can't even play with your child because you can't get on the floor or run up and down the driveway. Like, You've got to take care of yourself so you can take care of others. And that for a lot of people is not the norm. Yeah. So I'm just curious, what does taking care of yourself look like for you? Especially given you've built a business in the last year and you do have a son and you're married and I'm sure you have other responsibilities. What does it look like in a day-to-day to take care of yourself? Yeah. So I wake up early. I wake up early because I need at least an hour to an hour and a half to myself no distractions. And that involves waking up between 4.30 and 5 o'clock every morning. (laughs) I go to bed early. I go to bed super early. So that's a big part of it. I go to bed between 7.30 and 8 o'clock every night. So I know it's early, but I get up between 4.30 and 5 and getting seven to nine hours of sleep is imperative to, to everyone, to everyone. Everybody should be getting seven to nine hours of sleep. So my sleep is non-negotiable. Even my husband knows it It is non-negotiable. That is one way to take care of yourself is to get your sleep in. And so I get up early and I start my day every single morning by journaling, you know, what I'm grateful for, what my intention is for the day, what I thought I could improve on from the day before, whatever my thoughts are. Um, And then I immediately go outside, whether it's raining, whether it's cold, whether it's hot and barefoot and I ground. Ground? Okay. Yep. Ground talking. I've to heard of universe. it. I haven't really done it, but I've heard it and I need to add to my repertoire. <laughs> oh yes. It's so great. I mean, you know, if I wake up stiff and achy, I can literally go ground and 10 minutes later it's gone, you know, and just the earth electrifies you. So, um, so I ground and then I work out mostly strength training on days where I need to rest. It's just getting steps in and I listen to podcasts that I love. I listen to books. Um, you know, anything that's, something I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do not work during that time at all. It is a hard no for me. And so um, I do things that I love. And then I go in at 6.15 and I wake everybody up. So everybody gets up at 6.15 and then I start my day, you know, taking care of everybody, but I take care of me first. Mm -hmm. So that's imperative. And of course, 
food. <laughs> you know, yep. I cook breakfast for everybody. I cook supper for everybody. We're usually having leftovers for lunch, but mm-hmm. I always have a stock full of, you know, pasture-raised organic meats and vegetables and fruits and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, food is very important for me. Um, yeah. My four-year-old probably knows more about nutrition than most kids. I have to say, like, we've always been healthy eaters, but and I enjoy it. Um, and my siblings, um, and my like sister and brother-in-law, like they'll make fun of me. They're like, your kid just asked for like shrimp and like scallops, or your kid just asked for a veggie plate with hummus, which I know seems ridiculous, but it's become such second nature. And my one thing for people that are listening, nutrition is always the piece that seems so hard to people, but I feel like it's actually been the easiest. And it's like, once you, you, it, it takes commitment from everyone in the household. Like you need to have everyone on board, but once you have a system down, I have become, I wasn't a cook before I've become a cook and a better cook and it's been easier. It's easier to eat in than it is to eat out. Um, not that I was ever big on eating out, but like it just becomes easier. It just takes a little bit of time, but Oh, you'll save so much money and time. If you just bite the bullet and start to get in a system. Um, so I love that. Um, so tell me, you know, are there certain things that you find are common challenges with women you work with? And I'm interested, do you work with any women who run their own business? Um, I'm assuming that they face similar challenges to women who work as an employee somewhere else, but just wondering what some of those common challenges are that moms are facing that you see, and if you have any tips for them to overcome them. Absolutely. So I work with working moms. I work with entrepreneurs and I also work with just stay at home moms. Um, and I feel like all of them still struggle with time, you know, that there is. Everybody, it's just time. It's like, when am I going to have time to do this? When am I going to have time to do this? But, you know, when you have your priority, like, let's say it is nutrition, let's say it's food. If that's a priority to you, you're going to make it happen. You know, just like your business, you pour into your business because it's a priority to you. If you want to feel good and you want to feed your family healthy, nutritious foods, you will make it happen because it's a priority for you. Mm-hmm. When people tell me they don't have time, I always say, you can just say you don't want to because, yes. <laughs> because that's saying the same thing because everybody has time for things they prioritize. And if you prioritize nutrition and feeding your family nutritious foods, it will come easy and enjoyable for you. And you all, like my, my son, who's four and a half, helps me cook every single day and he loves awesome. it, you know? And so you can involve the entire family. And I tell you, when you get your kids cooking with you, they're more likely to eat what you're cooking than if they don't. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's all about priorities, but you know, time is something that you prioritize depending on what you enjoy. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I tell, you know, women is look at your schedule. When could you actually fit this in? You know, and most of them can always come up with times and they always make it a priority on the weekend to prep for the week because it's a priority to them. So it's just, you know, getting your mind around, what is a priority to you? How mm-hmm. do, you, do you really want to feel better? Because this is yeah. going to make you feel better. And then protecting those priorities. I think the other thing I yes. see and I suffer from is like, I'll start the week off being like, okay, I'm going to set better boundaries. I'm going to make time to meditate and do, I've been trying to do like Wim Hof breathing either every oh, morning, every I night. Wim Hof. Yes. And, um, but that in meditation takes 15 minutes and like, 
that's 15 minutes. I, I'm going to say to you, I don't have, and you're going to say to me, well, you can tell me you just don't want to do it, I do want to do it, but it's a matter of me being okay, saying no to something else, even if it's something else, somebody else wants me to do. Yes. So, um, it's finding that balance. And then once you know what those priorities are and you know what that right balance is protecting it. And at first it feels really yucky. It can feel really bad. It can feel like you're letting people down. It can feel like people are going to be pissed off at you. But the reality is, is that when you then a month later have committed to that and you're showing up better, that other person's going to respect that. And you're giving them permission to create boundaries. I'm kind of on this mission to like allow, I need to create my own boundaries so that I can give other people mission permission to create their boundaries. Cause nobody has boundaries anymore. We all need more boundaries. Right. right. <laughs> we can all do these things that matter that none of us have time for, but that are actually like the things that really matter in life and keeping us healthy. Um, so that's interesting that you mentioned time, because I feel like no matter what type of business owner I work with, um, or what type of audience we're speaking to, it's always about the lack of time or that scarcity of time. So one question, then this is kind of a good segue is how did you find time to build your business and grow your wait list to 26 people while you were working your other job, being a mom, taking a course that required a significant, or I'd say a considerable amount of time commitment each week. How did you prioritize that and protect your boundaries around that so that you could actually do it? Yeah. So me and my husband take every other night with our kiddo, right? Like when I'm puts him to bed one night, I, I take it the next night. But while I was doing that course, he would allow me time, not allow, but yeah, he would give me yeah, the I know time I needed to take, um, to take, do whatever I needed. So if my course was running long, he wouldn't, you know, be all huffy and puffy about me still being up here. He would just go put him to sleep. Right. Or he would clean up the kitchen for me because I was up here doing my course. Um, you know, whenever, like I said, when it's things you love and something you're passionate about, you're going to make time for it. Um, I would take some time on the weekends, you know, instead of taking a nap, um, instead of laying down with Thatcher, like I would do come up here and do some of my course on a Saturday or instead of us going, you know, to the in-laws on Sundays, I may stay and they go. It just depends on, you know, what I was doing. But the hardest part of that for me was social media. I'm not a big social media person. I wasn't before. And so that was the biggest change for me was having to get on and put myself out there. And when you come from a, from a place of trauma, like I did, you know, growing up, I was um, sexually abused. And so I didn't put myself out there for a really long time. And I realized it was a protective thing for me. And so whenever you start your own business, you have to put yourself out there, right? You have to show up for your audience. You have to post things they want to see. And so that was something I really had to work through um, was that whole piece and going through even more of a healing journey, realizing I had these scare, I had some scarcity mindset things going on and um, other all due to this trauma that I never addressed. Mm -hmm. And so after dealing with that, so much easier for me to show up on social media for my audience. But again, that was time I had to invest time and money. I had to invest in myself to fully heal. Right. Mm -hmm. Because also trauma can manifest as illness in the body. And they say, when you don't speak, you know, you don't share your voice or speak your truth, then that's a thyroid problem. Well, hello, I have Hashimoto's. <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> Literally a thyroid problem. <laughs> so, 
And it's funny because I have three other clients who have Hashimoto's and all of them were sexually abused as well. So it's really? just interesting to see how that plays out. When I have one that's a male who keeps his voice closed all the time because his, his wife is very domineering. And I'm like, well, interesting. Be, you know, could be that you're not speaking your truth and you need to start voicing your opinion. And so, you know, it's just interesting, it, depending on how spiritual, spiritual you are and what do you think about that, you know, how that can also manifest as illness in the body. But, um, but yeah, putting myself out in social media, realized I needed a deeper healing, all came back around to really making my business successful because I wasn't an imposter anymore. I didn't suffer from imposter syndrome. I could show up and be authentic for my audience. Mm -hmm. And I, well, first I just want to say thank you for sharing that part of your story, because I think that, you know, one of the things that this whole podcast is built on is a better way and that it's a, it's better to share, even if it's a struggle or something you've overcome or something you're struggling through currently than it is to try to navigate that alone. So I appreciate you sharing because I, I know that there's people out there listening that can relate. Um, I have so many things I want to, you know, unpack that you just shared. Well, first I want to say too, I, it's interesting that you had mentioned that you had trouble showing up on social media because from day one, I have loved every single thing that you've posted every, oh, like you. to the point where I work with someone who does similar offer, similar services as you. But every time I'm like, I need to ask Cynthia about this. I need to message her about this. Like she just gets me. And you know, what I think is very important for our listeners to hear is people hear so much about curating your, um, Instagram grid and creating content for social. And you do an excellent job creating content. You also do an excellent job sharing content from other people that resonates with you and your audience. There are so many times I hop in your stories and it might not be you talking, but you shared a really powerful message or quote from someone else in your field or someone else that is parallel to your field. And I don't think that enough credit goes into sharing thoughts from the broader community and you have opened me up to other people, but all of that is a channel through you. And I think that it's a testament to you knowing your audience and really knowing what matters and what doesn't and sharing it regardless of whether or not it's your post or it's someone else's post. And so I want to say kudos to you for that. Um, but another thing you mentioned was spirituality. I've never considered myself a very religious or spiritual person, but something that both you and I experienced in the business course we took is getting in touch with our more spiritual side, whatever that means to any, I think that can mean so many different things, but I think as moms, why that has been really interesting for me is as a mom, so often we're caught up in doing instead of being or feeling. And a lot of what you just talked about is stepping back and not trying to like with brute force, solve a problem, but unfold or like peel the layers off of a problem and be a little bit more intuitive and feel your way to it. In fact, before the podcast started, we were talking about a potential client that just had an intuition. Like she was just had this knowing that something else was going on. And I think as moms were taught to push that down, we just need to keep yes. the day-to-day -day going. And so I'd love to hear about your journey with that, both as, you know, recovering from various health issues and concerns and starting a business, how you've leaned into the feeling and being just as much as the doing. Does that make sense? So, um, I think, I think the, the beginning of that was, um, you know, I would, I was doing all of these things to heal myself. You know, it's like my nutrition was on 
point, I was getting these root causes out of my body and still I was having some trouble. And my um, FNTP, she said, there's something else going on. You have trapped emotions. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> and so, you know, um, once, once she said that and then, you know, through our business coach listening and, and talking with her, I was like, oh, wow, I have never addressed this. Literally, when we started that last year, I'd never told anybody about what had happened, not a single person. And so it was it was just stuck and it weighed on me all the time. And I didn't realize how much it weighed on me um, until I let it go. And it wasn't just like, oh, I'm not going to let this affect me anymore. It is not that easy, right? There takes a lot of work has to be put in it. But, you know, to be your best self, to really be the light for others and understand that you can be a beacon of light, even when something like that happens to you and you can speak, you know, to help others as well and share, um, then I find that what you used to suppress, you know, helps you, what you used to suppress doesn't anymore. And so you can really show up in the world as your most authentic self. Mm -hmm. Well, people have that intuition, whether you're authentic or not, you know, that people know whether you're just talking or whether you really practice what you preach, I guess what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you don't address holistically, you know, and you can't heal yourself, how do you expect to help others? You know, how do you expect to be able to, to help others figure all these things out, you know, if, if you don't share with them also your authentic self. And so I think for, for most of my clients, you know, when, when I've opened up about what has happened to me and chronic symptoms and what can manifest as illness in the body, I may have had two, maybe two clients that weren't traumatized. And it's part of my intake form. It's like, have mm -hmm. you experienced trauma? You do not have to tell me what you just have to say yes or no. And I think two have said no, and I've had many. <laughs> and so it's more common um, than you think, but it can weigh on you. And so, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, work on yourself because working on yourself and going through those emotions and that, that healing is just as important as changing your nutrition. It's just mm -hmm. as important as getting um, these root causes out of your body, it, if not more important than both you know, working on your healing mindset and working on yourself spiritually. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, for moms that are listening, it's not just about doing this for yourself either. When you do this for yourself, your family benefits, right. your clients benefits, benefit your business benefits. Um, and I also think there's probably people out there that maybe have experienced trauma, but don't associate with, with trauma or they haven't let themselves acknowledge that it's trauma. Um, so I think it's really interesting that you're bringing up that point about how so many of your clients have experienced it. And the fact that you ask that on an intake for, cause I think, I think it's becoming more of a common topic for people to share about, but I don't think people necessarily walk around acknowledging that they are a victim of trauma or they hold on to trauma in any way. So I, I think that that is really interesting. Um, so if, if a mom is listening to this and she can relate, where's the first place that she go? Does she go to, does she contact you? Are there steps that she should be going through to kind of start this health journey while she's juggling 
running a family and running a business? I would say, you know, go, go to my Facebook or Instagram and just look at some of my posts. If they resonate with you at all, I feel like all of us are very intuitive. If we just stop and listen, if it doesn't resonate with you, that is fine. But if something's like, something has to be going on. My symptoms don't have to be normal. My weight gain doesn't have to be normal. I don't have to be tired all the time. You know, all my blood work doesn't have to be perfect. Even the doctor keeps telling me it's perfect. If anything resonates with you, feel free to reach out and ask me a question. You know, feel free to, to reach out and schedule a call with me. I, you know, I'd love to talk to you about what what's normal, what's not normal, how you can feel, how you don't have to feel, that kind of thing. But you know, just go on there and just look through the posts. I have so much various information from, from workouts to nutrition, to mindset, to these root causes of illness, to blood work, you know, um, what to ask your doctor for blood work. So I would say just start there and see if anything resonates with you. And if it does, you know, reach out, ask a question or keep digging. There are so many, you know, you were talking about me sharing um, things to my stories from other people. I am, I, you can never know too much, right? Yes. And you can never know everything. There are people in the field that know more than I do. And I share that because you, it's a continuous learning process, right? I'll never know everything. And if there's an expert out there that I trust and that I know that they have something to share, I'm not just going to share my message. I'm going to share theirs because their message may resonate with you. I'd want you to follow them and, you know, look at their stuff and reach out and ask questions, but never stop digging. If you think something's wrong or you don't feel yourself in your body, then don't stop digging. Don't just accept that this is normal. It does not have to be at all. I had someone just yesterday that I spoke to who her doctor keeps telling her, her, she, he wishes that her, that her blood work looked like everybody else's because hers is like the, the best blood work he's ever seen ever. <laughs> her cholesterol is low and her triglycerides are low. And most doctors are like, that's really good. Her HDL is really high. That's really good, right? Well, it's not because cholesterol is a backbone of hormones and you have to have normal cholesterol levels to produce hormones, Right. She's not, she's fixing to go through menopause at 33 because she's not producing oh the goodness. hormones yet. Yes. And so I'm like, this was your, your doctor's sign and all that together with high, high HDL and these low other ones can also be a sign of autoimmune. Well, then you go to her thyroid and she's got antibodies. So it's like, okay, your doctor never ran this. You knew something was wrong. You kept digging and this is not okay. These numbers are not okay. You know, it's not the beacon of light your doctor says it is, but she, she kept wanting to know more. And so she finally reached out. She said she'd been following me for about four months. I was like, I'm just glad you finally did. She got my blood work done. And I'm like, you know, I see all of this. And she's like, she just starts crying. And she's like, so I'm not crazy. I'm like, no, but you're not crazy. There really is something going on. You have a full blown autoimmune process about to happen. And so if you feel like something's wrong, don't just sit by the wayside. It does not have to be your normal. It does not have to be your normal. I am so glad that you shared that example because I, I believe in all of your doctors working together. And I've been fortunate that I have some conventional doctors that have worked alongside my um, functional doctors, including my OB, who I started this journey when I was probably in my 
I was in my first trimester. It was probably like eight weeks into being pregnant. I started working with my FNTP and she, my OB agreed to run a bunch of labs with my um, FNTP. My FNTP could have done it, but it was just easier because it was also the first month of COVID. So it was like, why not go to the lab draw place pregnant once instead of twice because right. none of us knew what was going on. Um, so all of that, but then afterwards, when I got my supplement list, there were all these crazy things. And of course I was wanting to take them, but was a little hesitant because I was in my first trimester, my husband and my mom were like, I don't know. I don't think you should, they're very, you know, they, they hadn't experienced the same pain and process that I had, but I went to my OB and she was great. She sat with me and we went one by one. And she was like, there's, I see no reason you can't take this. I haven't heard of it, but I've done all the research. I don't, I trust that you're working with someone that's well-informed and I've done my research. There's nothing that can't help you or that, that I know of that can hurt you or harm you or your baby. And I was so appreciative of that. And I know that this can be a difficult journey and it can be difficult for loved ones that are supporting you in it. So if anything, once you find that person, that's an advocate for you, like Cynthia, because I can tell already just from knowing you behind the scenes, but then what you share about your work with the clients, like you will be their partner and advocate because this truly is a journey. And then if needed, finding a conventional doctor that will support a functional practitioner, because there are more and more these days, they're becoming more and more common. The more they have to work with them themselves for their own personal reasons or family members. And so there is a path forward. And I'm, I'm just so thrilled that we're able to share you with our audience so that they know that there is a different way and there is a better way. Um, which actually leads me to the last question that I ask, I like to ask all of my guests is, and you kind of already answered this a little bit, but if you have anything to add is, you know, when we started this podcast, it was all about finding a better way and that the better way is working together, um, and helping fellow mompreneurs be successful in whatever it is that their priority is. If you were able to share a better way with mompreneurs based on your own experience, what would it be and why? Is it to follow your intuition or is it something else that you think is really important for our listeners to hear? I would say, you know, if you are committed to doing something you love, like I knew I wanted to become a health coach. I knew I wanted to help women with chronic symptoms. I knew I wanted to do the weight loss piece because so many women are suffering from extra weight and things like that. I could have stayed at my other job, you know, for the money could have stayed. And what am I putting into the universe? If I'm saying, Oh, I don't trust that my business will make it. So I'm going to hold on to this other job. Instead, you know, trust that if you pour into your business, that it is going to come back to you and staying in something that no longer resonates with you will do more harm than good. It will like it was sucking the life out of me, you know, and you won't be able to show up for your business and you won't be able to show up for your other job. So, you know, take that leap, take that leap of faith, have that conversation with your spouse and just do what you love because after you start doing what you love, yeah, you may can start doing all these other things too, but it's going to put a pep in your step too, because you're not just going to be bogged down by something you don't love doing. Mm -hmm. So I would say, take the leap, put a pour into your business and it will come back to you. I love that. If not now, then when? So, yes. um, yes. Cynthia, thank you so much for joining us where you had mentioned that our listeners can find you on Instagram or Facebook. Can you share where exactly that is? And if there's anything else you think would be helpful for listeners who this episode resonated with them? 
Yeah. Um, so you can find me on Instagram uh, under Cynthia Mathis Wellness. And there's a link in Instagram to my link tree. And there is a free ebook in there. Just like what my top five diet tips are if you want to start losing weight pretty quickly. Um, and then, of course, all of my posts, go, like I said, have many, many different facets of um, information. So, and then I'm also on Facebook under Cynthia Lauren Mathis. I do have Cynthia Mathis Wellness on there as well. Um, but it, it feeds over from my Instagram to Cynthia Lauren Mathis. And so you can find me either place. Um, and then just feel free to ask me any questions you have. Message me. I answer all of my messages. Um, follow me if you want to. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm thrilled. This Every episode is amazing, but this one really hit home. Just hearing my my own story and the stories you shared of you and your own clients and is giving me just, you know, a lot of inspiration moving forward. So I appreciate it. I appreciate you. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more information from today's chat, including how to reach us, head on over to the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the exciting episodes to come. And please, if you liked what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review. It's how we can help other busy moms find their better way. Until next time, mom friends.